0: You found the DRG Media Group Sports Players Perspective podcast, and it'll begin right after this. Ah, why am I so sore? There are everyday moments. Oh, hey, hold the ladder! Hold the ladder! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that hurt. And there are epic moments. Slide, slide, slide! slide, slide. College, class of 1995. When a moment creates a health need, visit the experts at Avera Orthopedics. We're moving health forward so you can tell the story. Learn more at avera.org slash orthopedics. From DRG Media Group Sports, this is the Player's Perspective Podcast.
1: It wasn't proving myself, but doing what needed to be done. Yeah. Again, like,
0: it's just what's necessary. Sam Osterello recalls a special game from a special season. There's more with a former Stanley County and Purdue basketball star on this edition of the Players' Perspective Podcast, brought to you by American Bank and Trust and Averro Orthopedics. Hi, everyone. I'm DRG Media Group Sports Director David Perl. It's been a little while now since Sam Osterello proved herself to be arguably the greatest girls basketball player ever at Stanley County High School, where her play in the 2008-09 season in her senior year earned her the honors of South Dakota's Miss Basketball and the state's Gatorade Girls Player of the Year. That led to four very good seasons at Purdue University and a professional career in Europe that continues to this day. But Sam still remembers that 8 09 senior season very well at Stanley County, and so does DRG Media Group Sports' Brian Oakland, who broadcast many of her games that season. When Sam was in town earlier this year to deliver the SC commencement address, Brian brought up one game in particular from that season that left observers no doubt as to O'Scurello's ability,
2: there was a game in particular in high school. It was right at the end of your mm-hmm. senior year, and it was that yeah, at St. Thomas More game that oh, was yeah. added to this to the schedule. And um, for you, as always, being one of those players that could fill. Almost every category. Mm-hmm. There was that one game where St. Thomas More was this Class A power, and they still are, they still are to yeah. this day. But uh, but you went out and I think had twenty points in the first half and doubled. Yeah, you yeah, know, I think you had a double double in the first half and, mm. and just uh, in my opinion, a game that uh, that. If there was anything that you needed to solidify yourself as Miss Basketball, as the Gatorade Player of the Year, I I, I thought that that, uh, that that was the game. Do you remember that one? Yeah, I do. And everyone
1: <laughs> brings up St. Thomas More. But it's funny because I remember the game, but I don't remember it as vividly as the games where I didn't feel like I needed to prove myself, mm-hmm. right? Where I had, I, I mean, I had fun during it, but... There are certain games where I have individual plays where that was fun. Like that was basketball. And St. Thomas More, that was me, yes, solidifying why I was a good player or why, you know, people felt what they felt or why I got missed basketball or Gatorade Player of the Year or whatever it was. But for me it wasn't proving myself, but doing what needed to be done again, yeah. like it's just what's necessary. I've never been one to gloat um, and I've never, you know, ha- felt the need to do that because I feel like when it's, when it's necessary, when it counts, your game does that for you. You put in the hours and it speaks for you. But uh, yeah, that was a fun game because you, you went, we went against a good coach, very well coached teams with well um, taught fundamentals mm-hmm. and those are the teams that are hard to beat. Um, Collectively, yeah. Let alone individually, you know. So, um, but yeah, I've, I have a lot of memories about a lot of good games.
2: The you know you went to the state tournaments in uh, in your junior year, junior, yeah. Okay. And uh, the, actually went zero and three in that tournament. In a, in, a, mm-hmm. in a tournament field, I thought they could play it eight times, and you'd have different eight different state champions. For sure,
0: yeah.
2: Uh, you know, it's just unfortunately it didn't work out. And then mm-hmm. you had uh, seventeen and three regular season senior year. But uh, the district championship, Cheyenne mm-hmm. Eagle Butte had a great team, too, and, and they got you. And, yeah. and I was heartbroken, personally. <laughs> Even though I wasn't there, I remember they had to, to uh, reschedule that game. Mm-hmm. And I saw the results from the state wrestling tournament, and I called you. Mm-hmm. And, and just, you know, again, was heartbreaking that you didn't get a chance to go to one more state tournament. Yeah. But it's just, I, what I remember was that you just took it all in stride mm-hmm. and uh, were kind of matter-of-fact about that.
1: Yeah, and I feel like that's kind of how I am. Um, uh, junior year in 2008, we had, you know, a great team. Um, we had a very well-balanced team. We had Lindsey Rogers at the point. You know, we had we had every aspect that you need. You had shooters, rebounders, passers, and we played collectively. Mm-hmm. Um, my senior year, unfortunately, we were a little bit younger. Um, I felt a lot more responsibility at... A point guard position, even though I'm not a point guard, um, you know, trying to, to, to direct a team in that manner. And, you know, back then when you played Eagle, Eagle Butte, like it was, it was scrappy. And, uh, if you were out hustled, you were going to lose. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was a well fought game, but yeah, it was matter of fact. Um, but I did reach my, one of my goals was to make it to a state tournament yeah. and we did not that I was satisfied with it, but I also knew that there were greater things ahead, um, and I was ready to to get to working on those. So Big,
2: bigger goals to reach. Yeah, yeah. sure. Um, and before we get to some of those goals, let's uh, let's start even further back in the beginning. What was yeah. it that got you into basketball? How did you you know come to love this game? Yeah, I know uh, guys like Guy Hunter and Coach Tom Rogers mm-hmm. got you really going. Yeah. Uh, how did it all come about?
1: I would say it started with. Um, perfectionism and obsession. So I uh, showed up to an open gym one morning. I actually got invited to an open gym one morning at 6 a.m. and hadn't really touched a ball, like didn't really know the rules of basketball. It was a learning experience. I played a little bit of YMCA basketball, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know anything. I mean, it was just out there with no rules and a a jungle gym, you know? Um, So I came to open gym and yeah, Guy Hunter, he uh, had me do this drill and wanted a certain amount of makes in a row and I couldn't get it and at open gym you had an hour and a half or an hour 15 to shower before you get got to school you were supposed to be out of there by seven thirty. It was seven forty five. still hadn't made my goal 750 still hadn't made the goal I was late for my first period class because I still didn't make the stupid goal you know whatever it was I think it was 50 maybe 50 makes certain amount of makes in a row Whatever it was, I was not leaving that gym until it happened.
2: Like your this is your your junior high years or something like that, right? Yeah. Sixth so grade I was a sixth grade. Yeah, yep.
1: going into going into middle school, going into sixth grade because I came over to Stanley County in fifth grade. Okay. Um. Yep. I I was over there in Parkview Elementary in fifth grade, and then going over the high, the middle school, high school in sixth grade. So yeah, it started with uh, being late to first period, and uh, yeah, just an obsession mm-hmm. and a want to be good at something because someone saw a potential in me you know he sat me down and said you've got it i'm like what the heck is it what are you talking about i was a band geek you know like (laughs) i but i also prided myself in understanding what i wanted to do with my instruments and how i wanted what music made me feel and i felt that same passion with basketball and I hadn't felt a passion like that with sports. I played soccer, you know, youth league soccer, but I wasn't that knock 'em dead competitive, whatever. But it was a competition within myself, right. less a competition against others. And yeah, it just ignited this, this passion of wanting to perfect the game. And then when I realized I couldn't perfect the game, I wanted it even more, <laughs> you know? Um, you're never gonna miss the same way. You're never gonna make it the same way, make a shot. You're never going to have an exact same game, stat line, whatever. And I love that, because I wanted to.
2: Every but game a new challenge.
1: Every yeah. game is yeah. a new challenge, and it's against yourself with your teammates. Yeah. And I, I love you know, the team aspect of if I had an off day, my teammates would be, able to, would be able to pick me up or what have you. It was different than you know uh, an individual sport, I guess. Or like band. It's just you in a solo. Mm-hmm. If you mess up, that's on you, you know. <laughs> but when you're with a concert, with your when you're with a band, kind of covers you up, and I and I like that in a sense. But Talk- I also knew how to pull my weight. Yeah, you know.
2: Talking with Stan- uh, Sam Osterello, the class of 2009 from Stanley County High School, um, in, in our players' perspective here, at DRG Media uh, Group and DRGNews.com. Uh, you're bringing up points now where. Uh, in, in competitions within yourself, and, and uh, now we're talking about life lessons, and and maybe some people still have uh, are slow to realize, but the one thing that everybody, I think, needs to realize about high school sports, or sports at a, a youth level, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's about life lessons, yeah. uh, learning how to lose, and learning how to um, be hungrier if you don't reach goals, and mm-hmm. things like that. What are life lessons that, uh, that you uh, can attribute now, that you know now, mm-hmm. Uh, that you might have uh, learned at a at a young age.
1: Yeah, let me get my notebook out because we could sit here for hours. Um, but I think the biggest one is working hard and putting in the work for what you want. It's not going to be gifted to you or handed to you. No matter what you're doing in life, you have to put in the time, the hours, and the mental capacity for whatever that is. Whether it's studying, whether it's arts, you know, fine arts, whether it's sports whether it's your job, when you get into the real world, things aren't just going to be handed to you. And the hard work ethic, I think is a huge point, but also, um, a balance relationships. Those are so important. And I actually learned that lesson at a later age. I was probably in my early twenties when I understood like, yeah, these people are pouring into me and I was pouring back into them, but at a percentage. And I didn't realize I was doing that because I was so caught up in where I was and what I was doing and, you know, I'm on a big college stage and things like that. But, yeah, my relationships with people started to dwindle because it was kind of Mm one-sided. And I'm so thankful that I learned that early on in life rather than when I'm 50 or the end of my life when I had a bunch of, you know, regrets from not fostering those relationships with a community that is, been behind you and pushed you to where you want to be because in turn you're wanting them to support you right you're wanting that that push you if you're asking for it or not you need that you want people to to have your back but you also have to let them know i hear you i see you i appreciate you Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's one of the biggest lessons that I learned early on.
0: There's more with Sam Osterello on our next show. This is the DRG Media Group Sports Players Perspective Podcast.
2: What if we said a bank isn't a place to lock up money? It's a place to set it free. What if the point of banking wasn't to bank at all, but to put your ideas to work? What if your bank asked, what if a little more? Well, what if we told you we do? We're American Bank and Trust, where what if meets why not? If you are ready to change what you get out of banking, start a relationship with us. What if you made the move today?
0: We hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Players Perspective Podcast, and if there's an athlete from whom you'd like to hear, contact us through drgnews.com or the DRG News app brought to you by Golden Buffalo Casino. The Player's Perspective podcast from DRG Media Group Sports is brought to you by Avera Orthopedics and American Bank and Trust. I'm David Burrell. Thanks for listening.